Now, I've talked about Jesus and John and the fact that John was a baptizer or was called also John the Baptist. And here we have uh, the story of Jesus coming to John to be baptized. Now, this story is found in, I think, all four Gospels. In Matthew, where that's where we'll begin our reading from, Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. And the Bible says that then Jesus came from Galilee to John to be baptized by him in the Jordan River. But John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and yet you come to me. So at this point in the narrative, we we are really rooting here that Jesus is baptized because evidently that seems quite important for his mission. We don't want John to not baptize Jesus because Jesus comes with the intention of being baptized. So baptism is an important mission in the scope of Jesus Christ's mission. So because Jesus has to convince John the Baptist that he has to baptize him. Uh, Jesus replies to John the Baptist, Let it happen now, for it is written for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then John yielded to him. Now you might be wondering what's so important about that text. But if you've read the book of Daniel, there in Daniel chapter 9, where the Messiah is promised, and that maybe we'll just jump over there, Daniel chapter 9 verse 24 and the Bible says that 70 weeks have been determined concerning your people and your holy city. Now here it is the angel Gabriel that is speaking to Daniel. Daniel had been praying um, the time for their exile out of Babylon had come. They were supposed to be in Babylon for 70 years but the 70 years are almost elapsing but they are still in captivity. So Daniel gets on his knees and he prays and the angel comes and talks to him and gives him a response. Of course, God sent him. This is part of the response. If you are interested in reading the whole narrative, you can read Daniel chapter 9. But Daniel chapter 9 verse 24, the angel says to Daniel, 70 weeks have been determined concerning your people and your holy city to put an end to rebellion, to bring sin to completion, to atone for iniquity, to bring in perpetual righteousness, to seal up the prophetic vision, and to anoint a most holy place. Now, in the King James Version, that verse reads differently at the end. It does not have the words, the most holy place. Instead, it has the most holy so you can see when Jesus says that to fulfill all righteousness, you must baptize me. You can see that he is attaching the most holy connotation to himself, that he must be anointed um, for Israel to then be able to put an end to the things that were specified in the prophecy in Daniel chapter 9. So this is an integral part of his mission. And obviously, John sees that this is what Jesus is alluding to. And he sees that he, John, is tasked with the work of anointing the Most Holy, basically being a part of the fulfillment of the prophecy. Now, after Jesus was baptized, just as he was coming up out of the water, the heavens opened and he saw 
the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my one dear Son, in him I take great delight. Now I honestly think that Luke is the one that latches onto these words from heaven the best. Because afterwards in Luke chapter 3 verse 23 to 37, or sorry 38, when Luke is giving his genealogical account of Jesus, he really highlights it in verse 38 he says at the end of it that um, the son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God, basically in some way winking at the words that heaven had spoken about Jesus because God had said this is my one dear son in you I take great delight but then in verse 38 of Luke chapter 3 we also have the genealogy ending at the son of God who is the son of God in this genealogy the son of Adam so we can see that sort of play uh, between Jesus, who is the Son of God, and Adam, who is also the Son of God. And so there is going to be a dance between the two characters where Jesus succeeds, Adam had failed. And so in the next point, or at least in the next chapter of the story, we also find that Jesus is being tempted. He is being tempted by the devil. And what is he being tempted to do is to distrust the word of God. Because God has just said that he is the son of God. But what the tempter is going to come for these three times is to tempt and see if he really believes that he is the son of God. And we'll talk about that in the next episode. But just to highlight that Jesus was indeed the son of God. Um, through his relation to Adam, who was the son of God, but also he was the son of God in the sense that he came from the Father and in the sense that he called himself so. Not begotten as we get children, but in a relational sense, he was as a son to the Father. Anyway, I won't get into the deeper philosophical issues here, the highlight here, at least today, was that Jesus is the Son of God and Jesus had to be baptized to fulfill all righteousness.